hands-off parenting. It's just hands-off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Hey guys, uh, just a little prologue for this week's episode. We were talking last week with Tamari Cooper about schools and that whole process. And we have a lot more to say on the topic um, involving testing and just a lot more stuff school-related that we all want to know and talk about. Um, But in the meantime, life kind of took over and forced us to take um, a literal potty break. So um, we will get back to Tamari and schools next week. But for now, um, enjoy this brief little interlude of Hands Off Parents. Where's the line? I missed you. I haven't seen you in a really long time. I, I, I missed you too. <laughs> All right. Hi. Hi. Oh, we were already rolling. <laughs> Hi, this is Abby. You guys just got a little behind the scenes action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Steph. And we are Hands Off Parents. And we're glad that you're listening today because, firstly, we should start with the most important thing that's going on right now. Right now. Well, let's see if they can see. Let's see if they can hear it. Okay, ready? Yeah. Silence. Silence. There's no children here. It's crazy. Very randomly, we were trying to get together to make this episode, and Steph said, oh, but ours will be it. Daycare music or class. music class, and I was like, "Well, the kids are at daycare." And, oh, <gasps> oh my gosh, <laughs> we could do this. We get to them. get together and record a podcast about potty training. Potty training. Why not talk about potty training since nobody's here? To, yeah, that's true. To poop on us. Yeah. So last week when we recorded our episode with Tamari, um, I was talking about how I was trying to potty train Iris. Yeah, and. I didn't choose the time to potty train Iris. She told me. Like, in this child-led household. Yes. Like, I, I had, again, I had this idea of how it would go down, and it was not at all how it went down. Because you guys weren't, I mean, you had you had the potty, and you had, like, been testing the waters, the toilet waters. Yes. But I, you weren't, like, going to jump in. Hell no. Hell no. We keep we kept being like, well, we'll do it this weekend. Oh, but that weekend we're going here. Yeah. And this week. So then we were just going to put it off to the summer when I'm, like, out of school. And yeah. Because you're supposed to do this three-day thing, is what I hear. Like, every, you're like, it's like you train a dog. Like, I, I remember I trained the puppy like that. You right. take them outside, like, every half an hour, and then you throw a party when they <laughs> You do, I take Iris outside every couple yes, of days. Yes, yes. So, I was waiting for, like, a three-day block that was free, which is hilarious, because that well, yeah. never happens. Um, so, sure enough, on, I, I had just bought these potties, because I had my parent-teacher conference. This is what happened. I had my parent-teacher conference with her amazing preschool teacher who's been doing this 15 years, and she recommended that we get the, the seats that go on top of the potty. Right. Uh, sorry, the toilet, yes. since kids aren't around, I'll call it a toilet. Um, and they have handles. So Munchkin makes it, and oh. the kids can hold on to the sides because I, she while said that's pooping? part of while, why they're scared to get on the toilet because they're unbalanced. Oh, so but didn't you didn't have like a floor one? I had a floor but one. She recommends, but then yes, because huh. the thing about the floor one is then you have to then train them to go on the big potty. So I wanted to eliminate that step. Yeah. So she liked her little floor one, and she would kind of play with it and go like before a bath or something, but yeah. like never sort of consistently. So I put it in the closet, and I'd gotten these handle things. Uh-huh. I happened to have them, and then the very next day, maybe she sensed it because she was like, no diaper. <clears throat> this was a Sunday. We were coming to tape the show. Yeah. We had a birthday party. 
I mean, like, it was the most inconvenient day. Um, but she was like, I'm wearing underwear. I'm not wearing a diaper anymore. And, and F-U-C-K. And, you know. And I love um, that our listeners don't know that you probably actually said it like that. Like, <laughs> Mother, <laughs> I, I have some news. No more diapers. No longer will I be in diapers. I will only exclusively wear underwear. <laughs> she also developed a British accent. So weird. And she can spell F-U-C-K. Yeah, really well. She's a champ. Um, so we, we, we were like, fine. Okay. And then, and then we were like really excited because we were going to send her to school on Monday and they could do the bulk of the yeah. work. So we were like, oh, this is actually awesome. Why didn't we think of this? Let then of do. course, then of course the storm, the storm came, the great flood. Oh, that's yes. right. So I we, thought the shit storm. No, the great literal flood of Houston. Of figurative and literal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The flood came, and we were stuck here for two days. So you had to deal with so your own daughter. So I had to deal with her. <laughs> yes! And and in the dealing with her, like, I ended up really harming myself, like, which we'll talk about later, but I really hurt my back potty training. And I'm <laughs> recovering now. And now <laughs> you need one of those toilets with the handlebars, but just to get up on it like you're a geriatric. I do. I need a walker. Um, so it's been going really well. She... Um, she likes to go. She feels pride she does. when she goes. She's got the peeing down. Like, she's she's on it. She lets me know when she needs to go. Um, she, she'll, I'll put her in a pull-up at night, and she'll wake up in the morning dry, and then she'll go immediately and really want to put on her underwear. So, all that's great. She's really afraid of pooping. I don't know what, like... The different, I mean, I don't really quite understand why you would be okay with one and not the other, but I'm a grown up, so I'm not sure. No, I I don't like pooping all that much either. I mean, this is gross. I I agree, I agree, but my dad was saying that it's like this, which I would think was a joke if I hadn't read it elsewhere, but he said it's like a part of them, like you can see it, it's like a solid object, Hmm. and that there's this weird fear, like that, that. They put this thing in there and then it goes away. Interesting. I mean, I mean, like totally fucking weird. Yeah. But, but I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like she she pooped, she pooped in her underwear like for several days and then like didn't like that. Presumably, I I mean, that's got to be uncomfortable, but any different, do you think it feels different than a diaper? I think so because. There's this like dry padding sort of Yeah, maybe. So I've been, like, my, Levi does not, like, poop on his body, like, on his bottom. Because he breaks out in rashes really yeah. easily. so does Iris. And I've been having, I've been trying to rationalize with him. Like, if you pooped on the potty, you wouldn't get these rashes anymore. And, like, we'll be like, ew, poop is yucky. Like, just trying to, like, get the idea in his head. But is that the wrong way to go about it, to equate it with something gross? Yeah, probably not. Don't make I him don't think. think like, do that. Okay, I'll try to stop, even though it's too late. <laughs> even though it's locked in. I've ruined him from pooping forever. I mean, add it to He's going to be one of those adults. Add it to the list. Like, every Jew has, like, some weird pooping, like, yes. neurosis. Yeah. I can't fucking believe that we're actually yeah, I know. this conversation. Like, this and is so disgusting. Like, how li- this is very lame. I'm sorry, listeners. Everybody poops. Everybody does. <laughs> Abby actually got Iris a book for her birthday called Everybody Toots. Well, I think it's her like I tooted. I tooted. Yeah, it's super cute. Iris loves this book. She has to read it every night, and now whenever she toots, she says she's like <laughs> the voice. Like, she loves it. The boys think it's hilarious. Um, I got a book literally 
to encourage her to poop that it's called where's my poop and like i read on amazon that it really encourages like they there's all these animals and you have to lift up the flap and find the poop oh okay and then like the last page is like a kid and you lift up the toilet seat oh "Oh, there's poop and so she was like really into that and she went like she went three times in one day and i thought okay we've made it and then like again with parenting like the second you say that like you've overcome a challenge or that you've won the world reminds you that you have indeed not won and that you don't have a handle on this so we so we got the boys potties for their birthday or grandma got them potties for their birthday like when they turned two and that was very ambitious like and they were like oh they're fun and then just like walk away from them like i'm not we're not doing anything with that and then i started like trying to bribe them and I was giving them gummy bears right, if, right. if they sat for 10 seconds. And we bought, like, 17 books. And we had the DVDs. And one night, like, we just, like, searched through YouTube for, like, potty videos. And we were singing. Did you find? Yes. There's an amazing song that goes, I go pee and poop on the potty. Dun, That's dun. it. Yes. That's so great. <laughs> so we were singing it. And they want nothing. But then, after Iris was at our house, I'm pretty sure that that did it. Yeah. Um, Because Levi woke up, or I don't remember what time of the day. He, like, was changing him, and he looked at me, and he was like, potty. And I was like, you want to go to the potty? And he's like, yeah. And we went, and he peed, and he was so proud of himself. That's amazing. He stood up, like, Rocky style. Yeah. And then I was like, Jack, do you want to try this? And Jack was like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) Is that just the way he is? No. And then he went. (laughs) Yeah. He was just like, I guess so. But that was it. It has not happened since. Not again. No. I've sat them down. Oh, actually, I'm lying. Levi went two nights ago. We took a bath, and after the bath, I was like, you want to try and sit down? And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think we were we were doing that for like a couple of months. Like the potty was in the bathroom, and we just and we'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go?" And kind of offering like it nonchalantly. To her. But I don't think that was gonna work. I think you have to like do this like full immersion yeah. thing where you're like, okay. And our and our preschool teacher told us the second you transition to underwear, you cannot go back. You can't go back. But pull ups are okay. Pull ups when they sleep are okay. Okay. And like we went on we went on a four hour car trip recently and we put her in a pull-up in the car but then this crazy thing happened where she wanted to go pee so we had to pull over like eight times on the way to dallas because she doesn't want to go in her diaper now yeah like now she's used to having underwear and i took her to target and she picked out her own underwear and she was really excited about it she got exactly what she wanted and like she's been very involved in the process well that's just good i mean that's like a giving her some agency in her own own bodily whatever yeah So, my cousin, when she was going through this with her son, I remember this very clearly, and it stuck with me, that one day she was like, and I think he was pushing three at this point, she was like, there's no more diapers. And and that was it. That was it. And he was just like, oh, okay, I guess we're not, I guess I, and that was it. Yeah. I don't know if that would work for anybody, but it seemed to work for her. My parents took that tactic with several things. Yeah. Like they, I remember they said like about the blanket, like there's no more blanket. Like it just, it just went away. It's never coming back. Yeah. And then it was like, okay. Like what are you supposed to do as a kid? Like you're not going to say you're a liar. <laughs> I think like that day where she realizes that I'm lying to her all the time uh, is going to be a really sad yeah, one. Yeah, that's going to be a sad day. Like, when when I can't say, it's broken. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, I'm going to have to figure out how to, you know, 
be honest with her. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be rough. I mean, I talk about things <laughs> breaking all the time. The TV is broken. Yeah. It's broken. The phone is it's totally broken. Play-Doh, broken. Broken. My soul, broken. all broken. of it. Oh, God. <laughs> My back is broken. Yeah, so I want to hear about your back. Um, we'll, I, I think we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. But I want to ask you this because you were saying about the pull-ups and nighttime and things like that. And a friend of ours... Um, had posted up on Facebook about nap times. Mm -hmm. So what is your teacher's theory on this? Like if the whole idea is like, well, they're not peeing at night, so that's like a good step towards potty. I I mean, I think that what she says is like accidents are going to happen all the time. Right. Um, And if you just get in the habit of when they wake up from a nap, saying, okay, let's go potty. Anytime they wake up, immediately ask them to go potty. Okay. And then they can kind of equate, like, I guess Mike took her on a, like, a car ride the other day to take a nap, because that's the only time, if you've listened to the show, that she naps is in the car. And I wasn't home, and she got out of the car after her nap. It was, like, an hour and a half. And Mike's like, okay, let's go pee. Let's go potty. And she's like, I want to wait for mommy. And so she stood in the driveway and waited for me for like another 20 minutes. And held it. And held it. And then when I got home, went. So like, wow. so she has the knowledge that she can hold this in yes. at this point. Yes. Now she, I mean, she's been walking around for five days, like holding her butt and going, my toe, she hurts. And I'm like, if you would poop, it would stop hurting. I wish she would poop. I just want her to sit. She just yeah. won't. She gets on the toilet and she's like, all done, all done. And she does her little sign language. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think if they wake up wet from a nap, you just say, that's okay, that was yeah. an accident, and, yeah. and put them in underwear um, and go about your merry way. And then maybe, you know, they'll connect that I don't like to be wet, I don't like to be in the bed. And I'm just going to have to hold it in. It, or it's, I don't, it's, I wonder, like, do you ever, <laughs> okay, now I'm going to go off on a tangent. Here we go. Do you ever, like, are you asleep sometimes and you're like, I really have to pee? And you're thinking in your sleep that you have to pee. Yes. Have you ever peed? You don't have to be honest. No, I think I did once. As an adult. Yeah, I think I did once. I I might have. I think, I think. Like in college. Yeah, like, and I think it's like a, maybe I did it once and then there was like a huge fear that I would do it again. Because that is your body, your body just stops you. Yeah, I guess you just, you develop that mechanism. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you know how to swallow food? Or like now we're getting really like <laughs> the body's amazing. How do you breathe? You just do. Yes. Um, so but, you just have a reflex that yeah. you hold it in while you're sleeping. What, what I yourself up. what I've heard like my friend um, Annie, who is uh, a dear friend and who listens to this podcast, she is on her third kid now. So basically, like, anything she says, I'm just like, yes, I believe you. Yeah. Because she just has all the experience. Yeah. So she her, she said, I feel like I've, like, fucked a lot of stuff up, but the one thing I think that I understand is potty training. And she said that the biggest piece of advice I can give you is not to rush them. Yes. That you have got, like, it's not about when it's convenient for you. If you rush them, you're going to give them a complex, and they're going to be, like, smearing poop on the walls. And nobody wants that. And I sent you this article that I might have not read from Red Book Magazine. I actually read it. You did? I'm glad. I was hoping. About the EC. Oh, no. That one you sent me. Okay. <laughs> this one was about a woman oh, whose kid four is year four. Old. And yes. she had been trying for like yep. two years. I read that too. You did? I read two articles <laughs> this week. 
in preparation for talking about potty training. Yeah, like this is the most prepared I've ever been. So if you pretend that I didn't read it, yeah, what did it say? Um, it basically was like he's gonna get there when he gets there. Yeah, like, that's like, he, and this is what I think my pediatrician loves so much. I'm gonna like. You should send I'm him. Send this. him this podcast, and then maybe he won't want to be our doctor anymore. Because it might be creepy. Yeah, I think it will. Because we're gonna talking about like all the time, and like I was like, I try to find out where he lives. Yeah, we talked about that. Yes, and that Mike would leave you for him. <laughs> anyway, great guy. Um, he's Jennifer and Tamara's doctor too. Everybody loves. We this all guy. love him. Um, he was like nobody goes to college sucking a bottle. Yeah. Nobody goes to college wearing a diaper. Yeah. Like, at some point, every kid does it in their own time. Um, and so the, the thing with this with this article that you sent me, which was which was good, we should post it on the page. We should. Um, is that they tried to impose this on this kid, and, like, it just... It, it just, just was erratic. It was awful. And, and I think that's probably the best advice. Yeah. Like, they'll... Nobody goes to the bathroom in a diaper when they're 20. So I mean, isn't that will... kind of like the method that we subscribe to overall? Like, it's not about us. Yeah. It's like, like we're, we were hands-on. Like, yeah. No, I absolutely I, I think the kid needs to kind of give you clues. And, like, it wasn't convenient for me to potty train her that day. No. But I was like, okay, this is what you want. You're ready. Let's do it. And it wasn't convenient either for me. No. Well, she peed, she peed it on your floor, floor twice. I had to throw a pair of underwear away. Like, it was... But... But you know what? After that, she didn't poop for, like, four days. I think she was, like, really embarrassed. Oh, tell her it's But okay. I think that's part of it. Like, I think they... Yeah. Like, you want them to feel that so that they don't want to feel that again. Yeah. And the, like, and the, the reverse and the pride of, like, wow, I peed in the potty. How awesome. Like, good for me. Yeah. Um, but then there is these, you also sent me an article about the, the EC people. Yes. Who do, the whole method is like, there's no diapers in. Yeah. The Saharan wherever. And I mean, and prior to modern technologies. Yeah. Like there weren't diapers. So what do people do? What do you, what is this? So EC is elimination communication. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. You're supposed to, like, tune into your kid. Yeah, like, you sort of look at, like, look for clues and look for sort of, like, their face. Like, if it's time for them to go. And then you put them over a place where they can go. You run them to a potty. Run them to a toilet. Yeah. And it's probably, like, you were saying, like, you take a weekend and you do every 15 minutes. It seems like that's what it is from the get-go. Like, like birth. I keep asking you and I keep making. And, like, you're supposed to, like, there's, like, sort of clues, sort of. Pavlovian style, like when I go, psh, psh. right. Um, I don't think I could do it personally because of you have like two. A, yeah, I think the two, but also like I think it's a big commitment, and I applaud parents that can do that. Like you really yeah. have to be connected to your kid. Yeah, I think it's a rare like. Th- I don't. I think it's rare that it works. Is is what I've uh, gathered. Yeah, like, um, I think it's. I think it's stressful. I would think so. For for a parent, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, maybe for the kid, it's great. Well, I just feel too lazy for that. That's what I I feel. It's just pure lazy. I just couldn't. I wouldn't want to. But I'm, I'm sure there are some people listening that it's worked for. And, and like, I please let us know. to hear from you. And I wish I was you because now your kid has yeah. not <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like, I, I, just, I just don't ever think there's one way to do something. No. 
ever. No. Like, I, I think it's great if this is what worked for you and this is sort of what's working for me. Like, yeah. halfway and, like, when Levi and Jack decide to go. And apparently it's, like, for boys, they take longer. Yeah, and you know what? what? I, I was so, like, into it. And then we had that episode where we talked to Jennifer and she was like, oh, yeah, you can do it every day from when they're two or you can just wait till they're three. And I was like, oh, that's the best right. advice right. I've ever heard. Like, exactly. Just waiting till they're three. Like, yeah. when they talk about it and I talk about it and, like, they, I don't know if she sits with you and yeah. go. Like, I I always sit with them. Yeah. Which is probably why they want to sit. And she, like, sit. wants to put her head yeah. in there and look at it. And it's really, really yeah. gross and weird. Yeah. He uh, So, Levi just went the, the other day and Jack, like, was like water and I was like no but we was like well we go bye bye peepees yeah really into that and yeah it'll I think but then like on once you get them out of diapers like there's still there's accidents and there's yeah so my sister's kid is now I'm not gonna say his name because this will follow him forever don't say it he's I, he's six, so he's pushing seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just recently she has stopped wiping his butt for him. But I think that's pretty common. I mean, isn't that sort of a metaphor for all of parenting? Yes. Like, when are we going to stop metaphorically <laughs> wiping our kids' asses? Never. Like, I feel Never. like my mom still metaphorically wipes yes. my ass. Yes. I, I mean... I think my maybe metaphorically what my mom's... Well, there you go. You <laughs> but, have a sort of different yeah. situation. But no, I think you're right. Um... But like, Especially modern parenting. It's absolutely. Like, and I remember, like, do you remember being in kindergarten, kids still, like, needing the teacher to, like, wipe? I clearly remember a kid in kindergarten that the teacher had to go in after him and wipe his butt. And that's your, like, five. It makes sense, though. I mean, like, when Iris wipes, she, like, gets a lot of joy and satisfaction out of pulling the paper yeah. and, like, tearing it. And then she sort of, like, pretends to wipe and then puts it there and then, yay, I did yeah. it. Bye-bye. But like, yeah, it's not effective. No, she's no. not. She's not. She's not doing anything. So we, I had them visiting us. This was last holiday season. So he was like, he was five then, and we we walked to the park near our house, and it's like maybe half a mile, and he started like hysterical crying. And my sister's like, "What's your problem?" And he was like, "Um, there's poop in my butt." <laughs> My sister was like, well, what do you want me to do right now? We're walking to a park. And she's like, is there a bathroom there? I'm like, yeah, I think there, there's porta-potties there. We're walking. And he's like walking, hands down, grabbing his. And she's like, okay, enough. Abby, give me a wipe. And I had the boys, and they were babies then. And I was like, oh, I don't have wipes with me. So I'm a terrible mom. You're a terrible mom. We're both bad moms. I was like, do you want to use like a blanket? I have a blanket. She's like, I'm not wiping his butt with a blanket in the middle of the street. I was like, we'll get, we're almost to the park. We get to the park. There's no porta potties. They had taken them away. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what to tell you. But there's a swing. And he's like, oh, swing? Fine. Got on the swing and just like forgot that he had poop in his butt. So I guess the moral of that story is. Poop in your butt. Poop in your butt and then find a swing. <laughs> and find like an alternative to. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it just doesn't end. It just doesn't end, I right. don't think. Right. And um, then like bedwetting is like a whole other thing. I don't even want to think. And then like plastic things on beds. And then yeah. is that something else you have to clean? I don't want to do that. I I know I will. It's horrific. But it, yeah, it sounds off. It all sounds. <gasps> but So but, much fluid. So much fluid to deal with. The silver lining is no diapers. 
Yeah, and I gotta tell you, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so you have really, you're not changing diapers anymore. Nope. That's amazing. And I and I didn't even realize how much I hated changing diapers. It's disgusting. Like, I always thought that, like, I love little babies. Like, I think little babies are so, so, so cute. Yeah. And, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, my expectations of parenthood or, like, what they were. And I feel like before, you know, because we keep talking about, like, do we want another kid? And da, 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 da. It's hard to say yes to that because I understand how fucked up it is in the beginning. Yeah. Like, before I had a baby, I was like, babies are so cute. But I didn't realize that, like, they shit 18 times an hour. Yeah. And, like, they cry nonstop. And, like, it's just so hard. And, um, you know, that kind of attention that, like, diapers warrant. And, like, putting diaper cream on every single diaper yes. change. And, like, it, 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 I, I, I don't care for it. I didn't care for it. I, I in, kind of like her more now than she's like I agree. two. I feel like every stage of development, they get better. Me like, too. I like them better. And Jennifer was talking about this too. Yeah. Like they become people. Yes. And, and little babies are. They're super cute. and like In so small doses. We ran into um, a set of twins the other day and they're 11 months and they were like, I was like, look, eleven months to like seventeen months is amazing because they were yeah. like, it's. I was, we were like, congratulations, you're, you know, a year down, that's awesome. And they were like, it's been terrible. And we're like, hands down, we Horrible. understand. Yeah, eleven worst. to eighteen months, awesome. Eighteen months till now, where we're at, awful, terrible, terrible, terrible twos. But they're start like I see it. I you see, see the, the light. The light. Like this morning, they were like watching TV together. They were watching Elmo, and they were like laughing and talking to each other and like pointing. And I was like, "This is what I want." Yes. Like personalities. Yes. This morning, this is totally off topic, but it was so cute. This morning, they're really into Winnie the Pooh. This morning, Jack woke up, looks at me, he goes, "Mommy, Pooh likes honey." Huh. <laughs> And I was like, he does like honey. Was that like the first like sentence it that was he said? Very clear, <gasps> like, yeah. It was like, yay! Oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah, it was very cool. What a cool moment. So it's like Did I, you just like freak out? Yeah, I was like, he likes honey, I like honey. Do you like honey? Do you want some? <laughs> that's, funny. that's incredible. Yeah, it was very cool. So anyway. Mazeltov. Thank you. That's a great moment. It will be a great moment for you when she's like, Mommy, I have to go poop. Or not even when yes. she's just like, I'm just gonna go poop. Or like when she doesn't do it on the kitchen floor yes. when I'm cooking dinner. And by cooking dinner, I mean like starting to yes. Let's be real. When you're nuking mac and cheese. Yeah. When I'm nuking mac and cheese, like she doesn't poop. Yes, on the and floor. Contaminate my really treasured workspace. Okay, um, let's take a tiny let's break. Take a break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. Speaking of back. Speaking of back. Wow. Mine is fucked. <laughs> so you picked up, you were like working on this potty training thing. You picked yeah. up virus throughout your back. Yeah. So like we, when you first start potty training, like it's the, the novelty of sitting on the potty is a huge deal. So I have to go potty and then you put them on and then they're like, no, all done. Yeah. I have to go. And then five minutes later, I have to go. All done. And Iris really wanted me to take her. She wanted, she didn't want Mike to take her. She wanted her mommy to take right. her. Um, which kind of make, makes sense to me. Like, you know, I nursed her. Like I was, it's like, it's kind of like the domain of, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Fluids. Um, like I wonder if, are your boys going to want Rob to take them? Is it a, is it a gender thing? Or is it just like know. a mommy thing? He's never like had them in while he's gone. 
Yeah. Which I would like him to do that maybe. Like maybe a little down the road. Yeah. Now it's a little like, because right, right. then they're going to want to stand. And... Yeah. Rob, take <laughs> note. Um, so anyway, so we were like, I was lifting this giant 32 pound solid mass on and off a potty. She is slight. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times. And like, I felt some strain yeah. coming on. And um, we drove to Dallas for the Passover holiday. And so I was in a car for like five hours and then like both ways. And then it like really started to hurt. And then like I felt like, okay, something was really, something really went wrong. And then like this weekend I was lifting her up into Mike's. He's like a tall explorer. I was lifting her in the car seat and I felt just like a total break. And I can only describe the pain, like labor pain. Like it was, I, I, I collapsed on the stairs. I was trying to go somewhere. Like my students at school were doing a play and it was their last show and I needed to get there and I could not move. Like I was like in that I'm fallen and I yeah. can't get up. Like I was screaming and then every time I screamed, Iris would like cry hysterically because she's an empath by nature. Yeah. And... It was awful, and I was stuck on the stairs for a long time, and then I, like, finally made my way down at some point, and I had to just, like, barrel through that pain and stand up, and I was, like, on the living room floor for a day, and then I, like, finally moved to the couch, and I went to the doctor, and she thought I had a herniated disc. Like, I had to do an x-ray, and, I mean, it was... It That's was no joke. fucked up. Like, and I've had lower back pain before. Uh-huh. Like, my back's gone out before, but never to this extent. Um, and so... I guess the moral of that story is like, go to the doctor, get steroids because steroids are like basically the cure all. They are, they really and they are. make you like really. Yeah, I feel really. <laughs> Once you start like growing hair and muscles, and... <laughs> I have a lot of hair all over my body. I have a beard, full beard. Um, I also did take like six steroids. You're supposed to like space them out the first day, and there's very clear directions. Like take one before breakfast and one after breakfast. You're like. I took them all at once in the morning, and then I called my dad like that night, and I'm like, I just took six steroids. Am I gonna die? He's like, Yes, <laughs> you are going to die. Right now, likely not. Uh, yes, could happen, but no, they are like they cure. Every, it's I mean, what it's are kind they? Of, I don't know. What are they? I don't know. It's I just, have very mixed feelings about them, and we can talk about this off air. Oh god, no, no, I don't really. I, I've been on them many times for like like eczema. They used to be yeah. on steroids for eczema when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it was like it would cure everything. I and mean, it felt so weird that yes. it would just like it would go away. Yeah, when I used to have, I've said this on the show before. I used to have like severe allergies, and like after I had Iris, they kind of went away. Yeah. Um, but when I would have like severe allergy attacks, they would give me a steroid shot, and it would like cure all me for six months yeah it's so bizarre because the, but then there's like that really bad like stigma of like athletes and you're like yeah am i in that bad yeah it's a, i mean i think it's a completely different steroid well and then when i was pregnant i remember i had like a horrific sinus infection like just so painful and awful and the doctor was like you cannot take a steroid shot like it will kill your baby like so basically the point is like this shit is for real they're no joke (laughs) like they're no joke like he was like if you think you possibly may be pregnant like there's no way you could take these um 
So anyway, but you're feeling better because am, of the steroids. Yes, I'm feeling better. But do they? But they don't think it's a herniated disc. No, I don't think that I would be because I wasn't able to walk. Yeah, like, I couldn't go upstairs for two and a half days. Like I was like Vicodined out. I mean, I yeah. was just like you know, and I hate that stuff too. I don't like to take it, but it just put me to sleep. I mean, I was in so much pain that I could not. What can you do? It was awful. I couldn't sit on the potty. Speaking of potty training, like I, I was like. It was like after I had my C-section and I remember like that first time I stood up to walk to the bathroom and Mike had to help me like, yeah. and I was like, this is marriage. Like <laughs> I'm wearing these net panties and there's just like blood everywhere and and you're watching this happen and you yes. still love me. Like yes. that's how it was. Like he was literally in the bathroom with me, like pulling my underwear down, helping me find the right position. Like, you know, and it's like honestly, terrible. that's really what marriage is. Like, that's what it is. Helping someone poop. That's what it is. Like, Marriage, truly. parenting, they're almost the exact same thing. They are. They are. It's it, it, <laughs> Just enjoy the romance while you're dating kids because let me tell you. Over real quick. Um, but then that's like a, that's like lovely in another yes. sense. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I am feeling better after several days. My takeaway from this is that I have got to start taking care of my body. Like... I guess we've talked about being geriatric yeah. on this show at 35, and I feel like I have not gone to the gym like in two years. I, I You ran a 5K the other day. I'm very proud of you, and I'd love for you to talk to us about that because that was just like, oh, my God, like how, how? I, I want to be doing that because Iris is – is 32 pounds and and that is a lot of weight and it i is. have no strength in my back anymore i have no muscle tone it's not even like a superficial weight thing anymore because i don't give a fuck about it and like, you look fine like you look adorable you're, and perfect you're quite sweet um <laughs> i'm trying to marry you so. well we i you, you look amazing today i <laughs> wearing a skirt and she smells really good yeah. anyway um i i just like had this wake-up call and i was like okay like, okay, Mike drinks a lot of Dr. Pepper. He's, like, addicted to Dr. Pepper. And I get really upset with him because I'm, like, I need you to be alive. Yeah. Like, I, the second I got married, I started worrying about Mike dying. Like, it became this, like, really, like, I was, like, I, I, you can't die. And when he drinks a Dr. Pepper, I'm, like, you're killing your insides. Yeah. And that is going to suck for me and Iris. very ironic. <laughs> That is put out by the medical field. It's true. Um, and so I, I just sort of had this wake-up call. Like, okay, people depend on me. Yeah. Like, my daughter depends on me. My husband depends on me. And there's all that stuff about, like, put yourself first. And, like, go get a pedicure. Like, that's not what I need to do. I need to go, like, get a trainer and, like, get them to strengthen my back. So what do you think has stopped you, aside from time, money, and all of the things that yeah. are obvious reasons? Like, are those, do you think those are the legitimate reasons why you haven't done I think, like, things? time, money, and, like, deep depression. And, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, that's the other I mean, thing. Like, I was, like, in a shitty place for a long yeah. time, like, in the last, you know, couple of years, and I feel like I, there's, like, this spiral of events happening now where I feel like I'm waking up. Like, it's cool. I feel like... I feel like myself again. I'm like, oh, I want to do things creative and I want to like, you know, be yeah. a person again. And um, I'm sure that happens to like a lot of parents where they like lose themselves when they get babies. Yeah. And like your identity shifts. And 
before I had a baby, I went to the gym like five times a week. It was like a real part of my yeah. routine. And, and I did it because I feel like it made me happier. It's like a legally blonde quote, like yeah. <laughs> endorphins. <laughs> Happy people have endorphins, and you get them from exercise. I'm totally butchering it, but um, no, but I mean, I think it's true. But you do the exercising, well, like you run, right? But I almost think like I'm a psycho on the other side of the spectrum. Like I was like walking upstairs the day before I gave birth. Like I was like, I'm just gonna keep walking, and Rob was like, you, well, you know, you don't have to walk every day. And I was like, no, no, no I have to walk. Cause so I'm, you exercise through your whole pregnancy. I mean, to the, not the extreme, but like, yeah, I walked like probably a mile every day. We had a dog that needed the walk. So it was like almost an excuse. So I don't, I don't want to like go off on a like, oh, I have like an eating disorder because I don't have any. I mean, what, like, what are your motivations? Like, I just want to know, like, what, what are your motivations for working out like that? Um, like I'm like, I'm a crazy person. Like crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just sort of, like, from your youth or something? Like you Yeah, just... I've had, like, bad relationship with food for most of my life, I think. And and then I got sick in my 20s, and so, like, I can't eat a lot of foods because they make me physically sick. But it's almost like, is it physically or is it mentally? Right. I don't know. It's all probably connected. It's all connected. And now in my late 30s, I feel better than I ever have, mm-hmm. and I equate it with, well, I don't eat. Right. Shit. Shit. You eat healthy. For the most part, yeah. yeah. And I, like, make sure I run and do whatever. Um, but I, sometimes I think it's, like, silly. And I've had, like, things where I've been, like, got upset with myself where I'm like, I don't want my kids to have a bad relationship with food. This is a whole nother podcast about no, having I, a bad relationship I, with food. I would food. love to have this conversation, actually. I think this is a good topic because... I think so, too. Like, I, I mean, think, yeah. Because I, I come from a family of, like, a long line of um, food trauma. Like, Mine, too. I mean, like, I had memorized the Weight Watchers points, like, by the time I was eight. Like, I knew the value for everything. And I do not ever want to do that to my daughter. That's how I feel that too. Like, and I know boys, it's not as much of a problem, but it's still a problem. Yeah, it's, there's still stigma totally. around. Um, but we should do that. And you know what, people, if anybody is listening, anymore, I'm gonna write it down. Right Stephanie here. is writing this down. I would love for us to talk about food and body image and body image as parents, like mothers and fathers and our kids. And you and the messages you send. I hope that you write us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. And I have actually started forwarding those emails to my email address. So I will get them. Yes. I, I we love to We have gotten about some it. amazing emails. So awesome. Like awesome, awesome, awesome emails. Amazing. And we are like the worst people ever. But now it's not. It's yeah, over. It's We're over. not the worst people no, ever. No, we are anymore. responding. Like <laughs> We are length. responsible. Yeah, we are. We are. We're responsive. <laughs> Um, so you feel like, so I think this is all connected, pooping, bodies, <laughs> backs, it's all fixed, yeah. fill, I just, filling in together. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to, it's like the put your mask on yourself first. Right. And the plane, like I'm not putting my mask on myself. I, I have totally neglected my, my body. I, I don't feel, um, strong. I don't feel like, you know, like, when you become a parent, I really feel like the the vanity part of it goes away. Yeah. Like, so much of my 20s were about, like, being skinny or thin. I don't feel that way anymore. I just don't feel healthy. I feel like I'm not eating enough fresh foods because we've talked about this. There's yeah. no time to cook. And part of my decision to leave 
my job and to move jobs into a capacity that I can sort of self-manage myself is that I want to build this stuff into my life because, you know, showing up at school and at 7.45 and then leaving at like 4.30 and picking Iris up and getting home and then cooking dinner and then putting her to bed, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah. That's what I'm not fucking doing at 8 o'clock. I'm not going to the gym. No. Like, how do working moms do this? I don't, like, I have become a, like a super multitasker, which I also equate with being a super half-asser. So, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. I think for the most part it's bad because I half-ass a lot of stuff, but... I read on the stupid. You read on like the. It makes elliptical. me dizzy though. Uh, I it's I can only do it on the elliptical. I can't run and read. Right, because you bounce. Yeah, and it's just like I go slower, but I have to do it. And I do mean, you, I have to read anyway. Right, so you might as well. So I like might as well do it on the elliptical. Do, am I absorbing as much while moving, or and am I moving as fast because right. I'm reading? Probably neither. Right, but. At least I'm doing them both, I guess. And you're you belong to a gym? And I go to school. Okay, see that's nice. And I think that's a big part of it too. That's a really big part. And honestly, like I'm not gonna like whitewash this or whatever the term is. Like I have an awesome schedule. Like, and I am sorry for people that don't. Um, and I I feel guilty that I do. (laughs) Like I. My first class is this semester is at eleven thirty. Yeah. So like you can yeah. tell me to go f myself. No, like, I think, but I think that's that's important to note. Like, yeah, you are able to find time to do things for yourself that I have not been able to do. Yes. That I'm hoping I will be able to do. Yeah. Now. And I know working like, and I have had conversations with other working moms who are like in my program, my PhD program, and they're like, oh yeah, and I'm up at like four thirty in the morning, and it, like mind blown. I'm like, you wake up at that time, like to work out, to get up and go run. Like if no. like you're crazy town, no. but like you're doing it and you are an amazing person for yeah. doing it. I could not do that. Yeah, so. I mean I wouldn't I would never. I haven't done that. So I feel like if I didn't have the awesome schedule that I have, and some semesters it's not so awesome, but whatever. Yeah. Um I I don't think I could do it. So I don't know how like my advice is shitty and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no. Get a new job. That's its worst right. advice ever. I mean, I my plan is to drop Iris off at school. And then go work out. Like, and I will be able to. Um, And I'm really excited about it. Because I just feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, I just... And I didn't even know how, like, shit I felt until this back thing happened. Yeah. And then I was like, I literally can't climb up the stairs. Because my body is, like, so out of shape right now. And I think it's very, like... um really like figurative in a bad way it's like you've been helping your daughter yes. take a dump yes on you yes. on you basically yeah and not that it's her fault because she's a little kid and that's just what you're supposed to do as a parent and and this is the other part of that is that now like the doctor said you cannot pick up anything heavier than 10 pounds for at least two weeks so i can't pick up my kid right now yeah and she is losing her fucking mind about it I'm sure like it's really fucking her up and I feel like now I feel like this other layer of guilt like I'm I'm not ashamed like that my back went out and I should be able to hold my kid and you know so I don't know I, I'm just it's the dawn of a new day Abby I hope so that's what I'm saying I mean I'm excited I hope so for you and I'm yes. glad you're excited about yeah. it I feel like you're everything is gonna be I'm a silver lining person. I, I know. The glass is always half full of me because I keep refilling it. I yes, <laughs> as we do often in this podcast. 
Um, I'm, yeah. It's good to be yeah. like, hey, I need to do some stuff for myself. Totally. As parents in general. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have been able to get there before this age. Sometimes you have to throw your back out. Right. And this is my fear about having another baby at this point because I feel like I'm finally getting to this point where I'm like, yeah. okay, this I'm taking ownership of my life again. Like when that baby comes, like it's not your life anymore. Yeah. And you know, so TBD on that. But I, um, I work with a mom who just had a baby and her first son is our kid's age. So he's two. Um, and I was like, oh, that suck. Like, and she was like, you know what? It's fine. She was like, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. She was like, but uh, it's great. And I'm so happy it happened. And I was so against it. And the same thing. Like, she was like, I just started feeling like myself again. And then all of a sudden, like, I was like, hey, yeah. Man. I bet a lot of people feel that way. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Because you just don't, you know what to expect. Like, yeah. again, like, you know, like, what's coming. Yeah. The shit storm. Yes, the shit storm is coming. We can't name this episode the shit storm. No, because, because Facebook. What? Facebook blocked us. You jerks. Yes, Zuckerberg. We'll figure something else out. I don't know. You'll see, Zuckerberg. <laughs> your baby is going to be really shitty pretty uh, soon. I feel like his wife just had a kid. No, they just had a baby. They did. I yes. thought she had like all these problems. Oh, no, they just had a baby. Oh. That's the whole thing. Like he's doing this whole like paternity thing. Oh. Oh, yeah, I didn't look read it about that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I think it was like a few months ago. Love you. He's <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're so into you Mark right Zuckerberg. now. And for you. Yeah. I think he's like fighting for his rights. I like him. Yeah. Recently. I, I like him too. <laughs> I took like a nose time. Let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg. Sponsor. I was talking to my another friend about this this weekend. We were talking about Lena Dunham and like somebody was like do you like Lena Dunham? I'm like, yeah, I like her. You do. Like, I, I feel like she is a woman who has done no. a lot of awesome shit and she's being honest and she's like, you know, like, I don't, I guess I don't understand why a lot of people have beef with her. I feel like she's a woman who's been successful and that's why people don't like her. And because she's so free with her body and she's so not like. I, that, none of that bothers <laughs> me. I don't know why. I just feel like she's in t- I don't know. Is it because she grew up with, like, money? Maybe. But then, like, that's not her fault. No, and a lot of other people have, too, and they've yeah. done good things. And I she, don't know what my problem with her is. <laughs> I would like you to explore that. Let's do a whole podcast. And get no. back to me. The, so we started with potty training, and we've ended with Lena Dunham. So <laughs> kind of connected in my mind. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right, so. Um, let's call it a. Let's call it a. Call it a dump. Let's just take one more minute, though, to listen to the silence. Oh, God. So beautiful. So beautiful. It's the best sound in the entire world. I'm going to cry. Next time you hear us, it will not be this quiet. I know. So enjoy it while you can. Yes. Well, email us about all these things that we've talked about. Pooping and backs and taking care of yourself and Lena Dunham and... I don't know what else we talked about. We talked about a lot of shit. <laughs> handsoffparents at gmail.com or tweet at us or at handsoffparents. Yes, and rate the podcast yeah, on iTunes. We would love podcast. that. Please, please. Please. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision 
that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter hands off parents or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com or if you look on Facebook if you're into that thing you can find us there as well hands off parents is Steph and Abby Mail Camp